glory to your holy name. You guys may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team. You guys did a great job. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. I like that first song. We declare that there's nobody like him. There's nobody like him. Hallelujah. Well, good morning to everybody. I can barely see you guys out there, but I think you guys are looking really good today. It's dark out there. Is it always dark? I'm not sure. Anyway, well, in case you do not know who I am, my name is Carol Houston. I'm a minister here at Linked Up Church, and I'm happy to be with you guys today. Um, Pastor Gregory and Pastor Trish um, are taking their daughter to college this weekend, and so um, just keep them in your prayers and keep her, Joelle, in your prayers for a great, uh, great year in college. Um, if you're a first-time visitor, I do recommend that you come back to hear from the anointed man of God that serves here at Linked Up Church. Um, Jeremiah chapter 3, 3, verse 15 says, Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you on knowledge and understanding. And that scripture reminds me so much of our pastor. He is a shepherd, a pastor after God's own heart. He loves, he loves everybody that's in here. So if you're here for the first time, I definitely encourage you to come back and hear from the anointing that's on his life. I also want to give a shout out to our online audience. If you're out there, say amen, type amen. And we're going to go ahead and get ready to go before the Lord in prayer. If you guys can just be in agreement with me. Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to come together today. Father, we thank you that you're here with us, that your presence is here, your anointing is here to remove burdens and to destroy yokes in the lives of the people. Father, we pray that as the word goes forth today, we thank you, Father God, that ears are open, hearts are open to receive what you have for them. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit is ministering through me to each in every individual, exactly what they need for their lives, Father. I thank you, Father God, that no one will leave here the same, and we will give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Oh, I can see you guys better. All right, so today, um, of course, I guess to say, I don't know if it says Connect to Health, but as you know, Pastor Gregory has been um, ministering on Connect to Health the last couple of weeks. So if you were here a couple of weeks ago, um, he had, he did a series, or well not a series, but he did a message. During that message, he talked about what health is, how to connect to health, and how to live in health. Um, and he gave seven great points about living on, in health. So if you weren't here two weeks ago, I definitely recommend that you go back because there's so many good nuggets that he put, that he had in that service. Um, and that was two weeks ago, and then last, last Friday, and then the Friday after that, we had our 5K. Raise your hand if you were here for the 5K. All right, all right, I see a few of you guys. We had a great time um, at the 5K. So if we have one of those again, I definitely recommend that those of you who didn't raise your hand that you get involved with that. It was great just coming together, doing something a little different, exercising is not something that churches normally do together. Um, but I thank God for the, the, the heart that he's given our pastor that he cares about the whole body because, you know, God cares about the whole body. You know, we are a spirit, we live in, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And if we don't take care of the body that we have, we cannot truly fulfill the purpose that God has put us on this earth to do. And so that's very important, not only to God, but to pastor, and hopefully to you this morning as well. And then that next Saturday, we had um, 
Ms. Mary Colbert and Dr. Colbert that, Colbert that spoke. Again, all those services are online, so I recommend that if you were not here, that you listen to those. And then past, this past Sunday, we had Dr. Colbert minister at both services. He taught us a lot of doctor things about our health and testosterone and estrogen, things I know nothing about. But he did give us some information on that. So I definitely recommend that you guys go back and listen to those. But I'm going to wrap it up today, Connect to Health. Um, and then we'll, we will, Pastor, I think we'll be moving on to a different series next week. Um, so now that we've heard all this information, you know, with the Colberts, and also we had Lee Haney, we exercised on Wednesday, that was fun. Um, so we've gotten a lot of exercise, I'm feeling good. Um, but also, uh, we, heard, we heard a lot from these people about how to take care of our bodies, what to eat, how to exercise. Um, even, I think, uh, Lee Haney's book was fit, for, fit at Any Age. So no matter what age you have, there are exercises that you can do that are healthy and promote health in your body. So I definitely encourage you guys to get some of those books or some of those materials so that you can act on them. But I'm here today because I want to inspire you and myself to not be hearers of the word only, that we need to be doers on the word, doers of the word ourselves. So um, today, you know, Satan comes for the word's sake. So if you hear about exercise or if you hear about whatever it is, Satan is coming for it, right? So we have to do something to prevent that. We have to do things on purpose. We have to live intentionally. So today we're going to be talking about um, just how to act on the things that we've already learned concerning our health. So I want you to turn with me to 3 John, chapter, um, 3 John, there's only one chapter, um, verse 2, and I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. <clears throat> Our first point today, and I think we already know this, and I know Pastor covered it a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but I want to reiterate it to you because sometimes when people come to church, they're like, okay, I don't need to hear about my, my body. I need to hear about some spiritual things. That's why I'm here. This is church. This is not the gym. I want to hear, hear about the spirit. But those things work together. They do not work separately. So it's important that you understand that God wants you to be healthy. That's our first point, number one. And if you're, um, if you're following along on the notes, uh, we do have that on the YouVersion app. Um, so you can um, definitely open that up. It should be there. But number one is God wants you to be healthy. Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, that's you. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So God's desire is for us to prosper in every way, in every way. But notice that it specifically says, and be in health. So God's desire is for you to be healthy. Why does he want you to be healthy? Well, number one, he loves you, and he only wants good things for you. The Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift, gift comes from him. So health comes from him. So if you see people that are sick or people that, you know, different things that are going on in their body, that does not come from God because God wants you to be healthy. He wants us to glorify him, and if, and if we are healthy, we can better glorify him through our bodies. Our body is a temple of what? The Holy Spirit. And so we want to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies because God wants us to be healthy. Um, I want to read Romans 5.12 because I think it's important just to note this. I don't want to dwell on this, but I think it is important to note. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, do we know who that man was? Adam and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. 
So basically disease, when we see disease, it is a result of Adam's sin way back in the day. So these diseases, and of course, Satan, we have an enemy. We have an enemy who wants, to, who wants us sick. He doesn't want us to fulfill our purpose. And so sometimes he'll, one of the, the, the attacks that he has against us is our body, is against our body. So we want to find out and make sure that we're doing things on purpose to prevent that. Let's go to, um, well, let's just go to point two. It says, you must have self-discipline. All right, three people out there. I know this is not going to be like a, a really fun thing, but if you do it, you'll have a pros more prosperous life. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. Um, it's the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. All right, so we're talking about self-discipline. And we're going to read Luke chapter, is that Luke chapter 14? Luke chapter 14, 28. It says, make a plan. All right, so I, I've got a few guys that were here. How many were here either last week or week before last? Raise your hand if you were here those weeks. All right, put your hands down. How many of you have already made a plan of action? Okay, that's good. Not as many, but still quite a few hands. So this Luke 14, 28 says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Now, we're not building a tower, and this, well, I was going to say it doesn't require money, but it kind of does. But we are building our temples. We are building health. We are building a lifestyle. We are building what we want to have on the inside of our body. So when we, when we step out, like after we hear a service about telling us about you know, eating healthy and exercising, we have people come in and we have the keto, taste of keto, all of those things, then now we have to go back home and we have to say, okay, how do I apply this to my life? So I need a plan. So some of you said you're gonna, you made a plan already. I, I encourage, I'm so excited about that. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the plan. Also in pastor's message, I think there were seven good points, drink, drink more water, a lot of things like that that he put that should be a part of your plan. And making a plan, how many of you know that's the easy part? Making the plan. I make so many plans. I make so many plans. That's the easy part. The harder part is executing the plan. James 4.17. We're going to execute our plan. James 4.17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, Him who knows to do good and does not do it. Him who knows to drink water and does not do it. Him who knows to eat vegetables and does not do it. Him who knows to not eat so much sugar, to be, you know, reasonable, and does not do it. To him who knows to exercise and does not do it. Him who knows to get up and read the Bible every day and does not do it. Him who knows to pray and does not do it. Because a lot of these principles, even though we're talking about connecting to health, these things apply to everything. Everything that you do. If you want to get a promotion on your job, you need to have a plan. And you can't just have a plan. You have to execute your plan. You have to go to work on time. You have to be the best. 
You can't be the one who's always late. You can't be the one who's complaining. You can't be the one who says, well, that's not part of my job description. You can't be the one that's talking about the boss all the time. You can't be the one who's causing contention and strife in the workplace. Him who has a plan. If, let's say if you're married, if you want to work on your marriage, you got to have a plan. You can't just expect just because you got married that 20 years later everything is going to go well if you're just, sell, if you're just on autopilot. It does not work, on, work like that. You have to have a plan. Whatever it is, if you think about whatever you, your goal might be, if it's to start a business, if it's to start a business, you surely better have a plan. Whatever your goals are, you have to have a plan and execute your plan. To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it's sin. To him it's sin. Under execute the plan, I have a point. Y'all see the point? Oh good, it's not up there. Go ahead and put it up. I'm going to let them read it and think about that. Still not up. Okay, I'll tell them. All right. No, this point is don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. There are a ton of scriptures in the Bible about being lazy or not being lazy. But I'm, I just picked one, Proverbs 24, 30 through 34. <clears throat> says, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. So these two are considered the same. When you're lazy, you're considered devoid of understanding. You don't understand that you have to work the plan. You don't understand that you can't just do whatever you want to do and expect to have a prosperous life or a pro be prosperous in certain areas. It says, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns. This is the vineyard of the lazy man. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. That means he thought about it. I looked on it and received instruction. Sometimes you can look at somebody else's situation and that can teach you if your eyes are open. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. So I went by the field of the lazy man a little sleep. Now, I am preaching to myself as well as you. Let's just get that out there. That snooze button is of the devil. <laughs> I will say, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up early and exercise. Of course, you know, we've, we've been talking about Connect to Health for a couple of weeks. I keep pushing the, the start point, keep pushing the start line. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get up and set the alarm clock. I don't actually have to be at work until pretty late. I, there's really no excuse. So set the alarm clock. Okay, I'm going to get up. My, older, my middle daughter, she has to get up the earliest. So I said, I'm going to get up when she gets up, and I'm going to exercise. <sighs> alarm clock went off. Snooze. It went off again. Snooze. I'm like, well, I don't have to get I, I can exercise tomorrow. We cannot be lazy. A little sleep. A little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, a little snooze button. So shall your weight come on you like a prowler. So, I wish it weren't so, but it is. 
If you're young out there, appreciate it while you can, but establish good habits now. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, social your poverty. In this case, as we're talking about health issues, health, it could also be social disease come on you like a prowler. Because some of the times the things that we eat are what causes the disease to come in our body. And so we need to be intentional. We cannot be lazy about what we eat. We cannot always eat out. I know that I have girls who play soccer. They play like in, sometimes they're like in Buckhead, sometimes in DeKalb County. And I had to take them to practice four days a week. So you know Chick-fil-A is looking really good on the way home. But we cannot expect to be lazy. We have to plan in advance. Part of my plan is when I get off work, before I take them to practice, I need to prepare dinner. Because by the time the youngest, the old, well, the, the last one gets home, it's almost 10 o'clock. Last year, we were eating dinner at 10 o'clock. How many of you know that's not good? That's not good. But it requires planning. It requires executing a plan. If I'm going to, I can't. So what I was doing is I would take them to practice. Then I would come home. Then I would cook. So by the time we actually sit down to eat, it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And we cannot do that. So a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of your hands to rest, so shall your poverty come like a prowler. This scripture, I can't, I know we are talking about connect to health, but this scripture is, is applicable in every area of your life. If you think about any area where you don't feel like you're seeing the success that you'd like to see, then you need to evaluate yourself. Are you hitting the snooze button? Are you hitting the snooze button in your marriage? You got to execute a plan. Do you, are you having date nights? Are you calling each other just because? Are you leaving little notes here and there? Are you thinking about them in any way that does not benefit you? Or is it all about you? You think about them when it's convenient for you, but not necessarily for them. So like, for, for, let's say for my example, sometimes I'll be driving. I've asked my husband, you know, can you please just put gas in the tank? So sometimes I see I'm getting low. I'm like, he ain't put no gas in the tank. But I should be thinking about him when it's on full. Like, I shouldn't just think about him when it's something wrong or something I feel like he didn't do. I asked him to do that. He can't do nothing. It shouldn't be like that. Men, are you thinking about them at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever time you go to bed, but you haven't been thinking about them all day? Please do not push the snooze button on your marriage. What about in your finances? I, I can't help it. I, I, I don't know if I can talk without talking about finances. That's, that's my thing right there. Exercise, not so much. I'm working on that. Are you hitting the snooze button in your finances? Do you know where your money goes every month? Is it going to Chick-fil-A? Are you putting money aside? Are you saving? Do you have a 401k, 403b, Roth IRA? Have you started working on your retirement? Have you? What about your children? 
Are you thinking about their future? Or are you thinking about the newest car that came out? So with finances, it does not happen on accident. If you are not making a plan, executing a plan, you will find that at the end of the month, you have no money. You won't have money unless you have a plan first. It doesn't happen on accident. I mean, maybe if you're like a billionaire, a millionaire, a multi-millionaire, I don't even know about millionaire, um, maybe then, but you guys understand what I'm, I'm saying. Laziness is the lack of discipline. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you are disciplined. Sometimes we're busy doing the wrong things. Sometimes we need a plan just for our schedule. That's one of the things I'm working on. When am I going to do what to make sure I maximize my time? We need to have a plan. Sometimes just we have, I noticed this, I, I, teach, I teach high school math, and I noticed in the classroom I have, there are many, like last semester I had, thinking of one student in particular, very smart young man. If, if he would just listen and do his work, he could have A's easily. Why did he have a 60-something at the end of the semester? Because he wanted to be comfortable. He didn't want to do homework. That wasn't fun. He didn't want to pay attention. He was sleeping class. If he was awake, he was on his phone. He was hitting the snooze button in his academics because he wanted to be comfortable. All of us want to do what we want to do. Like, really, when I go home, really, I just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. And, and it's okay to do that for a short period of time, but that shouldn't be your whole day. Not if you want to pr produce. Not if you want to be healthy. Not if you want to be wealthy. Not if you want to be anything that you want to be. Sitting on the couch, for the most part, is not going to get you there. Let's go ahead. Um, and go to point number, the next point, which is don't give up. So we're still talking about being disciplined, self-discipline. Don't give up. Don't give up. So what I found about myself is I can do anything for a short period of time. I can lose weight like that. But can I keep it off, or is it going to be back on the next month? So we can't give up once we start something. January 12th, does anybody know the significance of January 12th? I didn't think so. It is, let me make sure I say it right, National Quitters Day. <laughs> National Quitters Day. Why do we have that? National Quitters Day. Do you know why? Those New Year's resolutions. So January 1st, I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to church every Sunday. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to eat right. January 12th, it's National Quitters Day, I'm done. Now, back when I used to go to the gym, I do not anymore. When I used to go, it was interesting because we went, you know, we were going, you know, several times a week. So, you know, the people that come around the same time as you and that, um, you know, that work out in your area or whatever, you kind of know their faces even if you don't know them well. And so, I remember we did, we used to joke around about all the people that would be there in January. In February, like, you know, it would be back to just us few. So I'm just encouraging you guys not to quit on whatever your goal is. Now, all of you guys hopefully have some type of goal where it relates to your health, and it could be different. As we get older, we definitely need to pay more attention to our health. 
So all of us should have some types of goals, and, and I'm sure they're all different, but whatever they are, I'm gonna, just going to ask him that you don't quit, don't give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall lose weight if we don't lose heart. <laughs> That's pretty much what it says. <laughs> whatever it is your goal is, if you don't give up, you'll get to it. If you don't give up on your marriage, if you don't give up on your marriage and you execute your plan, then you won't have to say the D word. If you don't give up on your finances and you learn how to budget, you don't have to worry about not having money at the end of the month. If you don't give up on your children, keep praying for them even when they're acting crazy. Even when it doesn't look right, keep praying. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. That's very, this is like my most important point. So which the, the, the self-discipline part. Just stick with it till you develop a new habit. Till you develop a new habit. So they say it takes 21 days, but if you can definitely, I would say, if you can do it for 30 days, whatever it is, you're eating right, eventually the more you do it, the easier it becomes so you get to the point where you don't even want those french fries. I can't imagine that happening, but they say it's true. I love french fries and bacon. <laughs> those are my favorite things. So my birthday is August 13th. No, no, don't get me. Don't give me any french fries or bacon, but, <laughs> but creating new habits, not just for you, but for your family, for your children, because they watch you, they're, you know, they're looking at your example. I mean, really, you buy their food, so if you don't buy it, they can't read it. I mean, sometimes at school, they get some things they shouldn't have, but for the most part, if you're controlling their diet at home, you can establish some good habits, even now, you know, if you have young children or teenagers or pe people that are still in your home, then you have a big influence on them. So establish those good habits. I know as we're growing, there are growing pains anytime you're growing. So it's difficult at the beginning, but I just, I, I just encourage you to press past that. Anything worth having, you have to fight for. It's not going to be given to you. As Christians, we have to be fighters. God wants the total man. He wants us to be strong in the mind, in our will, in our emotions, in our bodies. He wants us to control what goes on in this body and not let our flesh control us. And so sometimes, you know, we're, we're all different. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And I know some of you may be very disciplined when it comes to your health and when it comes to your, you know, your working out and things like that. But this may apply to you in other areas. Most of us have something that is hard for us to do, but we know we need to do it. So at some point, we have to get past letting that thing control us to where we can control it because that's the way God designed us to be. He designed us to be victorious in every situation, including our health, including our weight, including, you know, our just everything that can, our exercise and whatever it is. Um, point number three says you're not in this by yourself. Philippians 
This is a familiar scripture. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So whenever you start thinking, I cannot lose that weight. I cannot change my diet. You've got to keep these scriptures before you. Like you've got to remember the scriptures whenever, the, whenever things come that you don't want, no matter what it is. If, no matter what it is, you have to know your health scriptures, healing scriptures. It's just important to keep the word of God before you. So when you start feeling like you can't do it, you've got to remember you're not in this by yourself. You have God on your side. I can do all things. So whatever it is, if you set a realistic goal, which you should, a manageable goal, then you can do it. And you have to make sure you keep pressing and remember that you're not in it by yourself. Psalms 24 says, remember we're talking about a plan, may he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. All your plans. All your plans. What are your plans right now? Have diet plans. Have exercise plans. You have relationship plans. You have job or business plans. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. Believe in your heart that the Holy Spirit is going to enable you to fulfill whatever it is that God is telling you to do. So I have a few points, how to connect to health. I still want to make sure you, if you have not listened to pastor's message, that you go back and listen to that because it has a lot of points in there that I did not include, but that are very good. Um, but it is important for you to do your due diligence. You have to do something. You have to do it. You have to do it. Just do it. You have to do it. Nobody can do this for you. I mean, if you have somebody that cooks for you, but you have to make yourself eat it right. I wish I had somebody to cook for me. All right, so it says, keep God's commands. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2 and 8. My son, keep God's commands. That's the point. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. In a page, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So God, remember, God wants you to be healthy. If you stay in his word, make your plan, then God will help your plans to succeed. But part of that does have to do with being in the word of God, reading what the word of God says, keeping yourself strong, your spirit man strong, and then eventually your soul, and so you and your spirit, your spirit and your soul together can kind of dominate your flesh because it's the one that's always like out of control. Keep the word of God before you. This is a big one, especially for men. See your doctor regularly. Just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not happening in your body. And some things you just won't know unless you see somebody. So that's why it's very important for you guys. Well, everybody, but men are more likely to not do it. It's very important for everybody to just go to for your annual visit. Whatever your doctor is telling you to do, I, I just went recently. 
So last year, 2018, I try to go in the summer when I'm out of school. Last year, 2018, I went to the doctor, and she was like, oh, my gosh, what have you done to lose so much weight? You look so great, blah, 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 blah. So this time, I was like, oh, I know she's not going to say that this time. So I went in. She, so I got, I got in trouble when I went to the doctor. Um, but it's good to have somebody that's there to tell you, hey, your cholesterol is too high. You need to watch this. Or, hey, you know, your blood pressure is kind of high. You need to watch this. Or whatever it is, somebody who is a professional who knows, you wouldn't know those things just on your own unless you go and see somebody. So you need somebody that can kind of help guide you and tell you, okay, well, you're this age and you're in this demographic, so it's probably time for you to take this test. Or it's probably time for you to take that test. And just be obedient. They're there. God gave us doctors to help us. Right? So that's part of your plan. Write that down. Go to the doctor. Okay. Nobody's writing that down. All right. So <laughs> go to the doctor. Proverbs 27.3 says, Be sure you know the condition of your body. Well, it says flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Be sure you know. Be sure you know. How will you know if you don't go to the doctor? So make sure you're doing that. Um, the next point is know your numbers. This goes along with um, going to the doctor. So it's the same scripture. Just know what's going on with your body. Know what's going on in the inside. Those things that you would never know. We can't, you don't want to wait until you feel something to go to the doctor. Because by then, sometimes it's, it's, it's late. It's late in the game. And you can do some preventive things or some things earlier on if you know about them sooner. So you don't want to wait. So sometimes you may, if you go, like you may, if you're pre-diabetic, you want to know that early on so you can start making those changes. And you wouldn't know that unless you get your numbers. Um, educate yourself on the best foods and exercises for you. Again, we had some of the best people in the house in the last couple of weeks. Um, they have books. There's so many books out there. I mean, you can even get on the internet and you can read things. Most of us know the basics, right? Most of us know to drink water, eat living foods. That's one of pastor's points, I know. Eat living foods, eat vegetables, eat things that are going to promote health in your body. So many, much of it we already know, but if you want more specifics, then educate yourself. Um, Proverbs 4, 5 through 9 says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. So when, I'm talk when we're talking about wisdom and understanding, we're talking about get the facts, find out what to eat, how to exercise, how to do different things. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Invest in yourself. Invest in your body. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Cherish her. She will exalt you. Embrace her. She will honor you. She will give you a garland of grace um, your head and she will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. So this scripture, I'm just, it's just saying get, in this case, understanding about how to take care of the temple, of your temple. And it's important to get that, those basic facts and information. Set your goals and make your plan. So we talked about it. Uh, we talked about making your plan a little bit. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Um, of course, we know progress is not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? We would not have a country that's obese. 
um, and that filled with the, the different diseases and different things that we had if it was easy. Um, so just know that it's not going to be, just have the mindset, this is going to be a fight, but I'm a fighter and I'm a winner and all things are possible through Christ. Um, set small, sustainable, realistic goals. Um, it will be better. So you have to start thinking about things like this. Will it be better for you to exercise in the morning? They say the morning is best. I'm not a morning person, but I got to work on that. But is that best? So you have to think about where is it going to fit in your day? If you don't do it at the beginning, are you going to not find time for it during the day? So you have to think about that. Um, for, we talked about the snooze button. This is part of your plan. You need to have a plan. If you know you're a snoozer, maybe you should move your alarm clock over there, way over there, across the room, so you can't do this. You have to get up. And if you know you need to pray and read your Bible, just maybe put your Bible on top of the snooze button so you have to, like, pick it up. Like, it's strategic. Like, you're just making yourself, okay, I'm going to put my Bible here, and then that way, when I, if I even want, like, once I get out of the bed and I think about hitting the snooze button, I'm going to see the Bible. Like, man, I got to read my Bible. Whatever it is, whatever you need to do, you need a plan. Everybody say, get a plan. You guys, are you listening? Are you still out there? All right, good. Less eating out. It's, it's hard to know exactly what's in your food when you're eating out. Obviously, you know, eating out, there are different variations of that. You have everything from McDonald's to what's healthy, I don't know. Whatever y'all just said. <laughs> All that. So you have variations. So even if you're eating out, maybe some of the healthier places, if you know you're on the go. Um, I know for me, we travel a lot with the girls. So we eat out a lot. I mean, I can't, I'm in a hotel, so I can't cook. So even when we're out traveling, trying to find places that have good food that you can eat, that's good for your body. Um, physical activity, figure out, we talked about when to work out, maybe what your workouts, figure all of those things out. Make sure you're eating more vegetables. Have an accountability partner or a support system when possible. Sometimes, I don't know, depending on your lifestyle, you might not have, it might not be possible. If possible, that would make it easier. I know a couple of years ago, um, one, of, one of the Dream Team members and I, we got together and we went to another Dream Team member's house and he gave us a fitness plan, he gave us a workout plan, he gave us a, a eating plan, and it wasn't even a bad one, we could eat. I could, we had to eat so much, I could not keep on the schedule. Because we were supposed to eat like every two, two or three hours, that was hard. But, but it worked really well. And for that one month that I did it, <laughs> I lost 12 pounds. <laughs> but once, we stopped having, once I stopped having that accountability partner, for me, it just went away. But we would, you know, we would text each other and say, I did my workout, so we would show each other we were working out if we couldn't get together. But having an accountability, maybe a small group, have a small group, that's automatically, you know you're going to get together and work out or get together and exchange recipes, different things that you could do like that. Uh, remove temptations. Now, I have a big temptation in my life. So at my job, I told you I was a math teacher. We have, uh, we buy each other cakes on our birthdays. And on the first day of school or the last day of school, anything we can come up with, we have cake for it. 
Like, we had cake so much, even my students were like, Miss Houston, why do you guys eat so much cake? But it, it, it's all the time. This, we've been in school since the first. We had cake on the first day. We had gourmet donuts on the first day. We had cake on the second day. And then we had cake two times last week. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have to quit. But some kind of way, we have to remove temptation. So for me, like the cake is all, they always eat it during lunch. So I was thinking, okay, how can I, maybe I can just, I can't go, I don't think I can go in there for lunch. But whatever it is in your life, remove those temptations in your life. Whatever it is, everybody has different things. But also, even though we, you know, we, we have this plan, we want to make sure we reward ourselves for a job well done. When you reward yourself, it doesn't always have to be food. It's so hard to find things. Even when I want to reward my kids sometimes, of course, you know, I may give them money for something, but a lot of times it's food. But we've got to find other ways to reward ourselves other than food. I mean, it's okay. Like, you can have, like, I think they have cheat days or whatever. Um, but reward yourself for a job well done. So if you've met a goal after a month, you know, maybe go buy a new dress in a smaller size. How about that? Um, but don't go over your budget, because that's not good. But reward yourself, whatever it is. And the last thing is, which is not up there, but I just thought about it after I gave them the notes, is forgive yourself and move forward. So everybody makes mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. This is a journey, a lifelong journey. And there are some things sometimes where we're going to say, I should not have eaten that. I do, I, you know, I've done that. should not have had that. Or I didn't exercise today or... I didn't read my Bible today. And God, God knows we're not perfect. That's why he gives us grace. And so we have to learn to give ourselves grace as well. So forgive yourselves. Don't allow, you know, don't allow Satan to make you think that you're less than because you didn't do, um, do one thing that you said you were going to do. Just start over. I want to end by reading this scripture. It says, it's 2 Timothy, also not on there, 4, 7 through 8. And this is Paul talking. And although he's not talking specifically about this subject, I thought it was good and I thought it applied to what we were talking about and we can, you know, apply it to this as well. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. We can fight a good fight no matter what it is. Obviously, we want to keep the faith and we want to do what God is calling us to do. But one of the things God is calling us to do is he's calling us to be healthy. He's calling us to be an example. He wants us to live a life free of sickness and disease. And sometimes we bring in those, thi those things on ourselves. Of course, we have an enemy out there, but we even have to resist the enemy when he comes. We want to be able to say at the end, I have fought a good fight. In de on December 31st, after your whole year, not on January 12th, because we're not going to have a quitter's day. On December 31st, we want to be able to say, I fought a good fight. I accomplished something. I met my goals, whatever it is. Remember, we were, we're talking about connecting to health, but these principles apply across the board. So I encourage you, when you go home, to really think about what your goals are. Make a plan. It may not be one day. You may, may not be able to do it in one, at one time. It may take you a few days or weeks or whatever to figure out exactly what your plan is, something that's doable, that you can, you know, meet your goals, but it's realistic. But I encourage you guys to make a plan, to stick to your plan, 
Don't be quitters. We are not quitters in the body of Christ. All right. So that's the end. Um, I just want right now before.